Hi everybody, and welcome to The Dry Life, a podcast where we talk about the ins and outs of the alcohol-free lifestyle, sobriety, and everything in between. My name is Kayla Lyons, and I'm your host. Let's get started. All right, guys, our second and very special guest on today's special edition of our Dry January podcast is Cynthia. You may know her as the host of Getting Your Ish Together podcast. She is a recovery and diversity advocate. Hey, Cynthia. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm hanging in. I'm doing, you know, doing the holiday thing. How are you? Same, doing the holiday thing. Uh, but my job just wrapped for the year, so I'm oh, nice. feeling great. Freedom. Yes. So what we talked about a little bit earlier on the podcast is, you know, everything dry January. And I know that, you know, a big part of your sobriety journey started with that. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your story and how it ties into dry January for those who may not follow you on Instagram? Yeah. So I am a January 1st um, recovery uh, baby or whatever you want to call it, uh, mm. which I know sounds very cliche, but hey, it is what it is. Um, I But it wasn't my first time doing Sober January, so I've done it prior to, but I really, um, I've only gotten through uh, my first, first real time. Of course, I didn't make it through. I think I made it maybe like a week or something mm-hmm. like that. My and But then um, I think like maybe three years ago, I got through the full month and it was the longest month of my life. <laughs> and I promptly broke it on the 1st of February and just spiraled on out of control. So mm. that happened. Uh, my last uh, iteration of sober January, I was coming off a, a lot of things, just a really, really low period in my life with just, I didn't like myself. I didn't like my life. I didn't like my job, I didn't like anything. And um, my health wasn't that great. Um, my mind wasn't that great. It was just so many things. And I was like in therapy. I had a doctor who she's like all up in my business. Um, (laughs) and they were just saying like, well, maybe you really need to take a look at a lot of the things that you're doing. And I didn't want to hear it. And they told me this like in the fall. Um, and I didn't really want to hear it, but I really kind of had a very serious kind of rock bottom for me, which was more, it was emotional plus like a physical one and just me saying like, I don't want to be a mess for the rest of my life. So I've done what I've done in the past isn't really working. So let me try something different and really commit, Um, which was new for me because like I said, I've done the sober January, but I just went right back to my old habits. This time I was going to say, let me really, do a sober January. And that for me was not counting down the days until the 31st. Mm-hmm. You know, I still kept track of my days because, you know, there's funky apps for that and stuff. But I wasn't like, literally like, okay, I only have 10 more days left. Then I have five more days left. Like I'm, I wasn't going to count like that. Um, and then also I realized that I was going to have to just change how I engage with people so I feel like I'm a pretty or fairly social person I live in Brooklyn New York there's a lot of things to do this is all pre-COVID so you could be anywhere at any time uh, and find something get into something and um, and so my sober January almost two years ago uh, 
I realized that I couldn't necessarily do the same thing that I was doing. So I would go to the bars and stuff like that and still try to do my old haunts. And I just realized like, this isn't really setting me up for success. Like I'm a project manager so by trade. And a lot of what we say is like, you know, you need to set up the team for success. All that is like BS, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was, but the same thing was true with my, with your life or with Sober January, you need to really set yourself up for success. And it's like, do you really think that you are going to be at your, in your best self or in the best element for you? If you're still like hanging out at the bar with everybody else doing God knows what. And it's like, I realized that that's, that was true in my case. Like I couldn't re- expect to remain sober or get through sober January. Cause with me just still doing the same thing. And it was like, well, it's like the definition of insanity doing like mm-hmm. the same thing, but expecting like a different result or something. It was the same yes. thing. And I, so I had to be like, all right, I can't necessarily go to the bar. Um, so I just decided to do other things. So I did a lot of, I tried, I was walking around the city. So I would go to like different museums or different random things. I was doing I would go shopping. I would go to, I went to the spot. Like I tried all these different things that I kind of would neglect and put aside because I would rather spend my time at the bar or at a party and things totally. like that. So I just really kind of went back internally and saying like, well, what do I like to do when I'm not drinking or at the bar? Like, what is it? Like, what is, <laughs> what are my Is there hobbies? anything? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are my hobbies? Like, I don't know. You know, so like I went to the gym and I got back into that, which a lot of people do, you know, but I was really just exploring myself. Like I said, for 31 days, I'm just going to try random things and see what sticks. So, and I kind of gave myself that luxury of just saying like, okay, the 31 days, I'm not going to have my familiar um, vice or my habit. I'm going to just go out and enjoy life in a different way and see how it goes and see what I like and see what I don't like, you know? So even if I went back to drinking, at least I can say like, you know, there's other things I could do, you know, that are very, that would make me be able to talk about those things or be able to meet different people there or what have you. Um, And I think that helped me not fixate on the fact that the month is very long and it also mm-hmm. gave me something to really learn. Like I really discovered a lot about myself at that time and met really interesting people. Um, some people that drank, some people that didn't. Like I wasn't necessarily going out to find people that didn't drink, but you get to really kind of say like, oh, I, I, I'm kind of into this or, oh, well, I thought I liked this, but it really sucks. And, you know, yes. and I think um, it's easy to kind of get wrapped up in this, like what well, everybody else is doing is everybody else is drinking. I can't drink. I can't drink. But it's like, if you really introduce yourself to areas where drinking is not the main focus, then you can really kind of open up your expectation of the world. And it's actually just really kind of nice. I had so much energy. It was nuts. Like I was like, I have way too much energy. I don't even <laughs> right now. And I would just be like breezing through life. And my mind got really clear in the middle of it which was also very new to have that happen because I was like, I remember mm-hmm. I can focus. I, I don't have that, that crappy feeling of the hangover. And, and um, so I started just really kind of relaxing into like this pattern and this like groove that I was in, um, which was very um, eye-opening for me because I didn't expect any of that to happen. 
I expected it to be like all my other prior sober Januaries, but that's like I said, I was so focused on just, I need to get through these days and white knuckling it that I couldn't really relax enough to really enjoy the experience or learn more about myself because I was just focused on like, I just need to say I got through this month and then I can check it off and move on. Yeah. It's, it's honestly amazing to me when I, when I go through like the Instagram hashtags of dry January and, or not even dry January necessarily, you know, any of the sober months. Right. And there's so many people that are posting, you know, only two weeks away from my next drink. Like, you know, can't wait. I, you know, I, I work so hard. Can't wait to, you know, celebrate with a, a beer or something. And I get, I get it. Right. You know, we've all been there literally. Mm-hmm. And so, it, but it, it's so, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. looking back. It's like, why would you do something, you know, knowing that your whole goal is like for it to be over? You know, that's, that's like surviving. That's not thriving. That's like, there, there's no point of even doing it at that point. If you're just saying, well, I'm just doing it to do it. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to try and, you know, grow from this or learn from this. Um, you're, you're just going to be miserable and you're going to have a negative experience. And the whole point of these, you know, sober months is not just for people who are sober curious or sober. It's for everybody to have that time to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol and just your lifestyle in general, because to your point, right. You kind of realize like, Oh shit, everything I do kind of revolves around drinking. Even if you're not an alcoholic, like that's just our society. Mm -hmm. And you start to realize, like, I really need to pick up some hobbies. I mean, it could be rock climbing. It could be, you know, game yeah. nights. It could be yeah. – so there's there's a million different things. So this whole premise of, you know, there's nothing to do is so – it's a fallacy. Like, there's much more to do that doesn't involve drinking than involves drinking. Oh, I know. And I think for me, a lot of people I feel – this is only my opinion. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I can only base it off of how my mind was thinking. Uh, I, I know for me that I was like, well, I was going to do sober January because I felt a lot of guilty, like guilt, right? Because I was yeah. like, all right, I'm going to do a sober January. So from like Thanksgiving to like New Year's Day or like, you know, it's going to be on. Like it's going to be parties. It's going to be drinking at home. It's going to be drinking at work. It's going to be drinking at my friends. It's going to be drinking everywhere that I can do it and I'm just gonna just go and just do it and like hangovers because you know I'm just gonna overindulge I'm just gonna go for it. totally and then like it's like on the January 1st I'm gonna dry out for 31 days I'm just gonna dry out because that's what everybody else is doing that's what we do you know and you kind of get wrapped up in like because I, I feel like sometimes a lot of people just do that because it's like everybody else is doing this craziness right we're enjoying the holidays enjoying our time with our friends and families and loved ones and then we reset because, you know, New Year's resolutions, reset, let's recalibrate, let's dry out. But they're not really, you know, um, committed to it. Yeah, It's not a commitment. It's like, this is just what everybody else is doing. So I'm just going to suffer through these 31 days, say I did it, check the box, and then I'm just going to go on my merry way. I mean, I can, I can say that. That's how I was the first time I got totally. 31 Same. days. I was like, all right, did it. So I'm going to go on my lunch break and go get loaded. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, I think it's a validation for some people too. I know in my past, you know, I used sober months or like Lent or any, 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 you know, excuse that could give up something. I would use that as, okay, well, you know, I, 
went 30 days without drinking. So I don't have a problem where I went two weeks, you know, without drinking. And I said, I wasn't going to drink and I didn't. So therefore I don't have a problem. And I think that unfortunately is an, as a false validation, a lot of us who have had substance abuse issues or addiction issues have gone weeks, even months abstinent. I mean, people do it all the time when they're pregnant, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't mean you don't have a problem. It's much deeper than that. So it's exactly like you said, using that time, like you don't have to go into it going, okay, I'm going to, you know, be sober for the rest of my life. This is the beginning of it. Just commit to the 30 days and commit to, you know, exactly what you said, changing your habits, trying out new things, realizing what your life is like without alcohol. Because if it's really, if you're really struggling, then that's like a red flag. Oh, yeah. It's a huge red it's flag. It's a huge red flag. Like I white knuckled like the first, like the first real time I did it. Like I was like hyper, but fixated, annoyed, irritated. It was just like a mask. So that's all I would think about. I was obsessed with it, you know? And, but I was committed because I'm like, I'm going to say I did this, you know, so I'm going to do it. So, it, and so the next time or the last time I did it and I just stuck with it, I just gave myself 30. I said, sober January, that's all I'm going to do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to stress out about going longer. I'm not going to like, but, and, but this time, but then as I was going through the sober January last time, and I was really kind of going through and committing, like I said earlier, and trying to do different things and going to different places and experiencing the world without a drink in my hand. Um, that's when I realized, like, that's when it started coming together to me. Like, it's bigger than just me saying I'm not drinking for 31 days because that month flew it flew by for me totally and then I was like well but then through the course of those that month I realized I had a a unhealthy I really had an unhealthy fixation relationship with alcohol and my friends and my therapist everybody was saying that to me but I took me taking myself out out of that element to really look Mm -hmm. at it and just be like these are the things and I even made a list because I'm I'm a big I'm a a list person (laughs) but it's like I made a list of like the things that I tried, you know, not necessarily the things I was going to stick with, but just the different things that I tried. And I looked at it and I was like, yo, I did all this and I experienced all this within this month. And it's like the winter time and it's New York can suck at that time. And I still mm-hmm. did a whole bunch of stuff and I, and I feel great, you know, like I didn't miss it. Like I thought I was going to miss it. Not saying I didn't, but I didn't yeah, of course. have that pool of like I'm gonna break this right now and I was like you know what let me just let it ride I'm just gonna let it ride and see how I feel and then as more and more and then as I kept going through and really experiencing and uncovering stuff about me I was like this is kind of what I need to do because I haven't been so focused and been so on it ever in my life so whatever I'm doing right now and I'm confronting a lot of this stuff in my past which in you know, impacts or influences how I react to things in the future, in the, in my present. Yeah. I, it came, it was like a full circle, like moment. It was like very meta. And I was like, ah, you know, (laughs) this, this totally, what everybody was saying makes sense. I was just too stubborn and I didn't want to humble myself enough to be able to really look at it objectively. And it took me being able, going through a sober January in order for me to look at it. And I've had other friends who did sober Januaries and not, and some of them stayed are sober and some of them are not. But they also said that time, if they really took that time, made them really look at themselves and how they, re, they needed, they felt like they needed to rely on alcohol. 
and they've made shifts and impacts yes. for them too. So I like when people feel like, well, I don't want to give up drinking. I'm like, I know people that did a sober January, they didn't necessarily give up drinking, but they changed their drinking habits, which I think yes. is what's more important. And like, if you don't, you feel like I just don't, I don't necessarily want to give up drinking. I had to give up drinking because I was a mess. It was not going to, I can't moderate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know people that have changed their drinking habits, you know, based off going through a sober month and just saying like, I totally see where you're coming from and why you did something like this. So I think it's merit either way. Yeah. I think you have to practice acceptance, right? Because there are people like you and I, I'm the same way. I went through years of being sober curious and years of treatment and in and out and trying to figure out, can I moderate? Can I, you know, and for me, it's not like, oh, well, I have this disease that I can't control. It was like, no, there's just whatever it is, whether it's a predisposition, whether it's, you know, parts of my personality and my impulsivity and my need to go 100%. I just can't, I can't moderate. Like, that's not my thing. I don't enjoy one drink. I'm trying to get fucked up. Yeah, exactly. It just is what it is. Like, you know, we, I know this is like saying like, um, but we, used to just get like I would be like I'm not if I can remember like me if I'm going to a party or event and like and if I remember anything past an hour I'm not doing my job you know and that's totally. kind of like how I would show up I would show up drunk continue to drink not and, like wake up the next day c- keep going and it's like I know that about myself but I couldn't really admit that <laughs> until I stopped and really looked yeah. at it you know exactly And this is, I think, the dry January, or if you're somebody like we're calling it, you know, a thousand hours dry, we're over the overachiever dry January, which is 42 days. So using that time to, I think, like we've talked about, explore what you want to do, what your life is, what your habits are, like, especially it's, I mean, I think the biggest thing, right, is like socializing, like, how do I socialize? How do I be part of what I was part of before? sans booze and that's the hardest part I think for so yeah. many of us but what you do realize is exactly what you said commit to the 30 days or the 42 days and take it in a positive light and if you're going into a negative like fuck I can't I can't drink for a month you're already setting yourself up for of a course. negative experience but if you say hey I am taking a break from alcohol for this period of time to and then set goals right I want to you know, lower my cholesterol. I want to lose weight. I want to save money. Like it doesn't even have to be like, fuck, I have, you know, I have a problem blocking out. Like maybe you do and (laughs) maybe you should, but there's so many other reasons you can take breaks and then evaluate over that time. I mean, for me, I think in the beginning when I really noticed, like when I, when I finally accepted to myself, because like you, everybody around me knew I had a problem my therapists, the fact that I was going into inpatient, that I was getting arrested, all this stuff. And to me, I was truly in denial. Like, I just thought I'm partying too hard. You know, I'm just the party girl. That's just what I do. Or this is college, whatever. And it really didn't hit me until like I did Lent. And the thing is, I grew up Catholic and I'm not even Catholic. Like, I just, I was like, well, I'm going to give up alcohol for Lent. And slowly but surely over like one week over two weeks, it went down to, well, I'm going to give up um, just liquor instead, or I'm going to give up just beer and wine. And I went through all these phases to the fact to, till I was like just drinking liqueur, which is yeah, fucking gross. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, like all these things that I just said, and I, I kind of sat there and I was like, fuck, like, I really, this is an issue. Like, 
I, I really can't get around it. And if I can't, if I forget who said it, but it was a really great quote. And it's just like, you know, if not drinking is a problem, then drinking Mm -hmm. is a problem. Like, and I kind of realized, you know, everything that I'm doing in my life is revolving around drinking. And when I'm not drinking, I'm miserable, not because like I'm, there's something bad going on or whatever, but I have this preconceived notion that I have to drink to have fun or have to drink to enjoy my life or be part of what's going on. And now four and a half years sober, I'm, it's not that way at all. I can pick and choose what I'm a part of. And when I do show up to socialize, I'm a hundred percent there. I I remember my conversations. I can pick and choose who I talk to and what I do and how people remember me. And I was like you, you know, and I was doing benzos at the time too. So I don't remember chunks of my life. And that's, I mean, that's really scary and it's very embarrassing. Like you are not as like a lot of people, like the thing is like, you know, you came out of that and you're aware, but it's also, that is very uncommon. And it's like, I work in advertising. So I look at this marketing and how they're, and I like, I'm suspect about a lot of things anyway. Um, And Mm -hmm. it's like, they and they just kind of fold that into our culture and they quickly normalize all this stuff. Cause it's like, why can't we go places and not have alcohol? And like, to me, that was weird. Like I was very anxious about it because I was like, well, I need alcohol to like unwind. And cause I, I'm like, my mind moves too fast and I'm, I have a weird sense of humor. Totally. And like, you know, I, and I don't do small talk. Like I would make all these things, all the excuses. And then I would be in these situations. Well, and I, and I would think about it. I'm like, well, if I don't want to have small talk and I don't, you know, so why am I engaging in these conversations or with people when small talk is what we're doing? It's like you start thinking like these things. You And I felt like I was using alcohol in order for me to like dial back what I really wanted because and in order to make other people or make other situations feel okay, you know? And it's sort of like, I didn't want to be yes. there in the first place. So I would drink through it. But then it's sort of like when I was sober, I was like, well, why do I go to these places in the first place? Like, you know, why? Why would, Why do you subject yourself to that? And that includes the stuff that your friends are doing. Some of my friends, like, I love them to death. Doesn't mean I want to go and do certain things with you all the time. You have other people for that. I don't need to go, you know? And it's like, and I and I send the same thing to me. Like, now my friends are into the stuff that I'm into. That's cool. And then it's also saying to my friends and being able to have that conversation, like, hey, I know we're all going to get together and do something. Do we mind if it's around another activity? Or like, you know, I'm like, can we go to like, we? there's like the shuffleboard thing, which is like, I would never do shuffleboard in my drinky days. I'm like, why? And then, uh, but I was like, why can we go here? Because I'm just kind of curious. I don't know what shuffleboard is. I just know like, you know, older people do it in Florida. That's all I know. But it's, yes. it's but there's a place in Brooklyn. <laughs> and so and we go and so like we went we all went there's like a bar and stuff they could hang out but it's like there was an activity we could like make fun and have fun playing shuffleboard and none of us knew how to do it you know and it's like and it's like trying to totally. change like your the focus for your events and hanging out with friends and things like that and 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 if your friends are cool and like get what you're trying to do then they'll be like all right cool yeah you know whatever you know, most of my, you get, I think you get so wound up, like you're thinking like, oh, it's going to be such a big thing. And it's going to be like such a, like a shock to everyone's system. And a lot of people are not checking for you like that, mm-hmm. truthfully. And then, no. and they're like, all right, cool, whatever. And then the ones that are like the, there's always a bad apple somewhere. You, you have to start thinking like, well, are they going to be value? Are they a value to your life? 
you know, and you have to really start weighing that. I know that, and that can make a lot of people uncomfortable, you know, but that's the type of stuff that you kind of like, when you're feeling great, like the people around you are going to be into that. They're like, man, and that's probably going to be inspiring for other people too. But it's like, and it's, yeah. And I, I just think like, we get so wound up in our own head about like, I need this in order to make myself feel normal, but there's no such thing. There's no one's normal. Like we're not, you know, we can't all be the same. We shouldn't all aim to be the same. And it's like, I feel like let your freak freak flag fly. That's what I say. And it's it's like, and being able to do it without having like something in your system, like making making you feel like you have to be part of the crowd um, is really freeing when you don't have to rely on that. And I've made so many interesting connections, you know, since I've been sober, you know, um, just for the simple fact that I can remember everything and that I can pick up on things and I can be like, oh, that's interesting. Let's, can we talk more about that? And then when situations start getting a little too crazy, my, my friends and they're like all acting silly and drunk and stuff. I'm like, all right, well, I'm done. So I go on about my merry way, you know, it's like, there's a stronger sense of self. And I feel like you tap into that more when you when you're able to step back and just be like you know what let me just really see what i'm about and i think that is like the best thing about having like any time away from something that takes up so much of your life 100% i i think a lot of us suffer from different kinds of anxieties and social anxiety general anxiety for me it was mm-hmm. like all of the anxieties And I was so worried that people weren't going to like me when I wasn't drinking, like, because we have all these preconceived notions, right? Like sober people are boring. Sober people are, you know, the stick in the mud, all these things, but you're only as fun as you want to be. And I, I, I speak truly to that. Of course, you know, yes, alcohol lowers your inhibitions, but it also like that can lead to so many negatives over positives. And I found there it's is is exactly like you said like building your own confidence within your sobriety so like the more that i attempted to socialize in the beginning of being alcohol free the more i realized like oh my gosh like i actually have people around me that really enjoy me for for me not because i'm drunk kayla or party kayla like sure they they like that maybe sometimes they don't cuz it goes too far but you know for the most part i'm i'm really surrounded by people that genuinely like me and my company. And then when I started to meet new people and I like when I moved and, you know, I realized so many people had respect for me for this, like how, oh my gosh, you're, you're out, you know, partying with us. Like, cause for me, you know, at first I was still really wanting to be part of the scene, you know, I'm, we're getting sober in our early twenties, like, and then now, you know, I'm 28 and that's not my thing, but in the beginning, I was 23. And so I was still going out and still doing all this stuff. And that whole idea of like, no one's going to like me. It's going to be so boring. People are going to judge me. I think I had that experience once in like four years where somebody was made like a comment. And other than that, I had nothing but like praise and like, oh my gosh, I wish I could do that. Like, you know, it's awesome that you're here with us and just, you know, it's more confident building than it is anxiety. And you, you have to break through that, right? Like Kevin, Kevin sent me this email this morning, like, because we're both reading this book called Mindset. 
And it's about like having a fixed mindset or having a growth mindset. So I find myself like a lot of the time in a fixed mindset. Like I can't change. I can't do it. I'm, I'm, you know, I just can't. And that's having a fixed mindset and you can't grow from that. And so he sent me this, like the daily stoic ancient wisdom for every day, (laughs) but I read through it and it, and it came out to me. It was like a person who can't change, who refused to change he says, are like those animal fighters at the games, torn half to pieces, covered in blood and gore and still pleasing to be held over till tomorrow to be bitten and clawed again. It's like, I was like, fuck, okay, that's like intense. But right, like, but it goes back to what you said at the beginning, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that the sadness when I look back at my past is a, obviously not doing things sooner, not getting sober sooner, but, you know, we all have our own, our own time. But the, the belief that I had that I couldn't change, that I couldn't grow or that I didn't deserve to or that, like, because of my track record, who would accept me? Or, you know, like, people are always going to think of me like that. But that's not how it is at all. Like, you will, you will, you will literally move, you will make new friends, you will, all those, I think all of the anxieties that come with early sobriety or going alcohol free, like only like one or 2% of them are true. It's just this once again, and you know, you're in advertising and marketing. So it, it goes back to like what everybody has marketed to us is like, you can't possibly have fun. You can't possibly enjoy yourself without this. And it it's is. bullshit. It's very much bullshit. And it's like, and we're so used to seeing it that we don't even question it anymore. And I just think that it's very, it's harmful. And it's like, you know, and I feel like a lot of us, like mm-hmm. I did, I got sober in my thirties. So it's, and it's, I, I think like I had a lot of that guilt and shame too. Like, why didn't I do this sooner? But you know, I'm happy that I'm here now, you know? And it's, and, and I think that yes. there's so much of like how much I, how little I knew about myself. You know, and I think that was kind of like really what's shocking because I've been on the planet for a bit. So I was like, I, I didn't really know much about myself. I knew what I, I could list, like the drinks that I liked and the type of alcohol and the type of wine, like I could list that. But it's like, if you ask like Cynthia, like, what are you into? Like, what do you do? Like, do you have a hobby? Do you, do you travel? Like, what do you do? And it's like, you know, like even my traveling, like my traveling changed because I would travel and I went all through Europe, did back, did all the stuff by myself, but it was like a wine tour, mm-hmm. basically, you know? And, and it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, and it's, it's, and it was just like, people would never necessarily, they would say, well, you know, of course you go to Europe, you drink the wine. And it's like, we're all kind of just conditioned to think like that stuff is okay. But I'm like, why is it okay? You know? And it's like, and I feel like I said, like I said yeah. earlier, you're going to change like you you said Taylor like a lot of people are going to be like wow I've been in situations where I've been around everybody that, like people that were drinking and I've had people say like I know that you don't drink but if you need to go to it like if you want if they don't have anything for you we can go somewhere else you know and it's like yeah stuff like that. that like that's how a lot of people are because they're like you know what I'm cool with you I want to make sure everyone's having a good time and you're part of it so hey you know and there's going to be, you may have some naysayers, but then it's like, you just question whether they they bring value to your life and just be honest about that. And, and the know that it's more about them than totally. it is about you. I think that was something that I had to learn 100%. in like boundaries and stuff. Cause I had none of that. And now I see it. And I'm like, all right, well, that yeah. sounds like that's something you need to work through my friend or former friend. And uh, I'm going to be over here. 
because I'm not taking that on. Um, oh, yeah. And I think that's something that boils down to like confidence and knowing who you are and what you're about. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And it takes time. Like, I think Girl, yes. everyone has to <laughs> yes. give yourself a break. I say this now. Like, this was I not mean, in, it, in like it, sober January. <laughs> exactly. I was aware of things, no. but it's, it's a work in progress no. and you're always going to have to work through it and learn and adapt. And you may not get it right the first time. We all mess, make mistakes. I mean, I know I still do. And it's like you learn and you grow, you keep going. Yeah. You know, um, but it's just always just taking that step and at least attempting to really commit and see how you feel as you're going through it. Yeah, because it's pretty crazy when you when you think about like what you just said, you know, you took a Euro trip and it yeah. ended up just being a wine tour. It's like you can literally have a drink anywhere. I can drink on my sofa. I can drink at a party. And it's all it's all the same, right? Because I feel like unless we're doing what you said, unless you're doing another activity, like not and not a drinking game, like an actual activity, you're just drinking. So you're literally doing the same thing in a different environment. And it's just like it, it it's almost like a slideshow, right? It's like the the one person just standing there with a drink and you can change the background a million times and there's it's the same thing. And there's this illusion that like, oh, I'm doing so much, I'm traveling, like my life is so full. But in reality, if you're just sitting and drinking in different places like you're not seeing the world you're not having experiences like I always say to myself and and my friends who you know because I've had people in my life come to me who drink you know questioning their own drinking and you know when you're the sober person you get you know hey like don't tell anybody but I'm kind of thinking about this and stuff and you know I just ask them you know are you really enjoying what you're doing like I'm not talking about like enjoying the drinking but you know back to your point like are you really enjoying the experience itself? And most of the time it, mm-hmm. it's a no, you know, like I'm just, I'm just standing around in the same house every weekend with the same people having the same conversations, like, and you can have a conversation sober, but it's hard for people. And so it's like getting past that hump because if you can't socialize without drinking, like mm-hmm. it's not going to just go away you have to work on that yeah. and that requires not drinking. So just like anything else, like oh, the only way like, out is through. Quotes. I love that. And so totally. My therapist says it all the time for I, me. And I just you know, say it like so, osmosis. Oh, but no, yeah. I, I, I agree. And I feel like a lot of people say, and I was one of these people that said like, you know, I need alcohol in order to really connect and, and not be so in my head and feel like I can be expressed, like express myself and talk and be like into my emotions and stuff. Yeah. And that's bullshit, really. You know, it did not totally. help me with that because I, and I was, I, and I came so super aware of that when I was decided, like, I'm going to really like, commit to this, not to not drinking, being sober, because I didn't know anything about emotions or how to express myself or talk about things. I feel like there, there's like this, this preconceived notion that you need alcohol to, in order to be able to have like these really deep, pivotal conversations where it's the reverse, really. Like when you're sober and being able to sit in that vulnerability mm-hmm. and being able to really sit and be comfortable with not just like wh- where you're feeling, but if with the, the other person and what they're giving, you know, and having two people being in that conversation and being like really present about it. 
there's it's it can be very anxiety inducing if that's something you're not used to but it's like I feel like you have the best conversations that way because you're both like talking and on the same page and no one's being distracted and it's like you know you're being your authentic selves even if it's awkward and messy and you don't you don't say it the right way at the first jump you know no and you meet you meet so many people on like if you decide to go alcohol free after dry you know January and continue that it's it's really comforting to know and you know there's not a bajillion people out there like I went from being somebody who had and you know like I use the term friends like loosely like I had a ton of friends but the number of people that I was really close to or that I would have like a one-on-one conversation or like have a girls night with or anything like that was so low and now I don't have a bajillion friends but now I have people that I actually have connection with and have met people who just like you said are as weird and strange and like you know like random things that I think that I'm embarrassed about or I think that you know that make me boring or you know whatever and you realize like there are so many other people out there that enjoy the same things that you do that are not you know they don't have to be skydiving or something crazy you know like raving all these things that we think make us like these exciting people and and they don't like reading was a huge thing for me like I got super back into reading in my sobriety and joining book clubs and just talking with somebody else about a really great book that you love and that you got into it's so exciting like for me I I can't find anything more like enjoyable that actually gives me like really Mm -hmm. really happy like excitedness when I'm talking about like oh my god did you read chapter two like I fucking like so many knowledge you know so many universe nuggets I call them like so many things that have changed my perception because books books save my life and books continue to help me grow and help a thousand hours dry grow and everything and so knowing that there are a bunch of other people out there that are getting the same thing out of something so simple um it's super cool but you have to give yourself the time to to meet those people and don't get discouraged and think like oh well fuck you know I have to go back to the to the bar the friends that it's it's repeat wash rinse like okay let's get ready together let's drink let's pregame let's go out let's come back or we'll go out and, you know, meet up with some guys or girls or, you know, go home with other people. And it's like, yeah, are there even your really yeah. your friends? I mean, like, do you know these people? I, what I really discovered. Really? Like, oh, I was like the social person that knew a fair bit of people. But then in, like when I was in sober, I was in recovery. I realized like I they don't know me because I don't even know myself. So how can someone else know me? You know, yes. and then. And then I use alcohol as a way to keep people from me, like in a distance, you know, because I could just be loud and funny and all this and deflect and all this other type of stuff. But I wasn't allowing people to really get to know me. I don't think anyone really was in the, in the circle I ran with. And I would go and I would go back to my haunts when I was sober and I would have conversations and catch up and stuff. But I was just like, man, like I thought we were having like all these great connections, but we really weren't. You know, we had good times. Like, I had good memories and stuff, but mm-hmm. I also have some bad ones. Of course. <laughs> so there's that too. And, and it's like, but yes. you're, I wasn't having like these authentically like deep conversations, like the book thing. Like when you're talking about the book, I like Googled it because I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me go find out. Oh, about so good, girl. I like to read and I'm going to plan to read the hell out of this break that I'm on. So it's, and, and so it's like, 
I wouldn't have necessarily gotten back. Same to you. Like, same with you. Like, I wouldn't have gotten into reading the way I have. I wouldn't have started my podcast. There's, like, so many things that I started and completed mm-hmm. because of me just taking a step back and really just assessing. And it's, like, you really never know, like, what you're capable of until you're really operating from, like, that like that level of, like, I want to say level of excellence, but maybe it's that. But it's, like, you're operating from that model of just, like, yeah. I can do almost anything I really want to, you know, or I learn anything that I really want to. Like I, I can, yes. because it's like, I am not being held down by the thing that kept me stuck for so long. And I think that was something that was kind of very, I wasn't expecting that at all when I was in my recovery to be able to say like, wow, Mm-mm. you know, alcohol to me was like the best time of my life. But then looking back it's like that was the thing that kept me stuck in like in these destructive patterns for so long like that it was that it was me letting me get stay stuck but alcohol was what I leaned on and I was you know and it's sort of like wow totally. now that's gone I can really just kind of en- enjoy I mean life's not always great but you know but really just go out there and enjoy and explore and ask questions and learn from people and like you know and in- or enjoy the quiet and just be comfortable with yourself. And I think it's so hard for a lot of people to be comfortable with themselves. It's like, it's hard. Like it's. Oh, I, I still like, there are days, even weeks where I go through phases where I'm really disliking myself. And and now it's not like a self-hate, which I think was something that I did have when I was drinking. Like I really, really disliked myself. And that's part of why I was drinking the way and using the drugs Mm -hmm. that I was because it was like a self-harm. But when you get sober and you start to get to know yourself and you're like, okay, I'm like not so bad. Um, You know, and, and I, another thing, it's like this radical acceptance and like what we, you know, what we practice at a thousand hours dry is like radical compassion. Like Mm -hmm. whatever you did yesterday, I don't care. Like if you're going to wake up today and practice being a better person and do something like our whole motto, like to be of service, like if you're doing anything to be of service to another person, I don't even care if it benefits you. Like it doesn't have to be this altruistic move, like then you're going in the right direction. And so that was a, that was a huge move for me is going from being a super really self-centered person and not, not from like a narcissistic point of view, like just a very lost person who who couldn't help mm-hmm. others because I could not help myself and mm-hmm. and getting to switch to the other end of the pendulum where my whole life revolves around being of service to other people in any way possible but it benefits me because I can't imagine like going a day without trying to help somebody be better because that that does something for me too so it's like once again you know not this like totally altruistic mother Teresa move like I'm getting something out of it but who would have thought that my passion and that what wakes, you know, what gets me up in the day is like, you know, maybe I'm going to answer a DM from somebody who's really struggling mm-hmm. and help them, you know, pivot. Or maybe, you know, we're getting these DMs, like I'm sure you read them that we get in a thousand hours dry that when people are saying, you know, this is the first time ever I've been able to hold this many days sober or this, you guys are really inspiring me. I don't have any support at home. And knowing that this community is here is what's pushing Mm-hmm. through it's like we created that and mm-hmm. that to me is what pushes me and keeps me accountable knowing that there is somebody out there that needs my help and so whether you have like two days sober 
or you're, you know, you just finished your dry January and you're like, okay, what next? Like you have something to give to somebody who has zero days or has one less day than you. Cause they want to know yeah, how the fuck know. Can you do it. And I think, I, I mean, that's another reason why I really like just the a th- thousand hours dry community and just like, um, I feel like there is that level of just like, we're all human, we're all messy. And like, I know that's how I am on my own show and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of just like, well, sometimes people just want to just feel like connected and feel heard or feel seen for a bit, you know, and it's not, and I feel like if there's no, um, and that's why I always try my best, like when I'm doing the hosts on Thursdays or wherever I am, if someone DMs like to respond to them, just because, you know, I know for me, I didn't have this when I, I didn't know much about the sober community when I decided to do sober jamming. I was like on my own for a bit. And it's like, sometimes I wish I had someone just to like, I could talk to and just like those moments when I'm just like, man, you know, um, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And, um, I, and I feel like those are the moments like when people reach out to you, because a lot of people probably, um, some people are quick to say they need help, but a lot of people aren't. So when people do reach out, that's when it's like, you totally. know, I try to respond if I'm on wherever I am, you're on um, whichever platform right away, just because it's like, I get it. You know, you, you're just in this yeah. one of these moments and you can't dig yourself out because you don't have the tools yet. So I think being of service and I am with you too. It makes you feel good too, but it's also like, it's nice to know that um, they're, they trust, you know, what you're trying, what, what you're doing and what you're putting out there Yes, and that, you know, you have their best interest. And it's like, it, it's a really nice feeling um, compared to like what I, how I used to be, like I would do nice things for people, but there was always like this manipulative thing, part of it. And yeah like I was totally. still trying to get something like out reciprocal of it in, like in a bad way like, yes. I wanted the situation to go in my favor and I'll try to make it happen so that it would do like it yeah. would go in that direction and this time I'm just like you know I'm just speak you speak from the heart you're very like you're very genuine because you're like I don't have time for that you don't want you don't want yeah. that for me necessarily either so let's just really get to the bottom of it and I think that's cool exactly so I think, oh, so oh good. sorry, my animal is being a beast. Um, uh, so I think to wrap up this episode, what I did want to talk about was giving people some, you know, like we said, our toolbox, like we hammer it in, like that's the most important thing that you always have with you, um, you know, in your mind, on your phone, whatever, um, but kind of a list of some tools and tips to have a really successful dry January and, you know, maybe the beginning of a sobriety toolbox yeah. if that's the route that you choose to go. So, hold on, let me tell my family to be quiet. Um, excuse me, family, please be quiet for a second. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> it's very important. Wow. <laughs> um, so, one of the things that I said which you brought up and I think it was really important is keeping yourself busy. So don't like, I think people, if if your whole dry January is like packed with social events, like maybe that could be good. Maybe it could be triggering, but I really like what you said about like finding other activities that don't revolve around drinking. So I think planning, like what, know what you're Mm going to do because boredom is also like a really dangerous, you know, reason people drink and, just you're yep. bored once okay I'm um, especially COVID there's nothing to do but 
planning things to do, like even if you're home alone, like plan, all right, you know, Friday night, I'm going to, you know, watch this movie and then I'm going to take, you know, a hot Epsom salt bath and I'm going to, you know, record a podcast or something that I've been wanting to do that I've been putting off, read this book, give yourself, I, I think what helped me was giving myself a schedule because then I wasn't sitting like, oh crap, it's Friday night. I have nothing I to do. I'm yeah, bored. I think it's, I'm it's very drink. helpful to just, especially when you're first starting out to kind of plan. I had like a planner and I'm actually, I bought a new one for this year that I'm going to, uh, for next year actually, that I'm going to dive into to get tracks of some other things. But, um, uh, I planned a lot. Like I got a planner and I was like, you know, these are this, like, this is how I'm going to schedule out my day. I thought about, and I researched a little bit before, but I just thought about things that I was into. Like, you know, I was like, well, I, let me just try random things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote them down. Like I scheduled them in. Like it was very much of like, I want to just make sure that I do these things. And I made sure that I did them, you know, even if I would go and I was like, all right, I'm not feeling this. So I would leave. But it's yes. like I, then I had like a plan A and a plan B. Like it was very much like type A Cynthia for this, just because I wanted to just make sure that I gave it my all. And then I also, um, I told like mm-hmm. some of my close friends, what I was doing. And I, and I had like, and they're like part yes, of like accountability box and everything like that. And said, Hey, this is what I'm planning to do. I didn't really go into like all the nitty gritty specifics, everything. Cause there was stuff I was still figuring out within myself anyway, but they knew and they would check in with me. Um, or if I need to talk about it, they would be open because they would know, you know, so I had that. So I think it's also trying to figure out if there's any way to yes. connect. And it's like, you may not have people close to you in your life. Hope, maybe you have friends, maybe you have a significant other, maybe you have, you know, um, family, you can relax and maybe you feel comfortable sharing that. It's not necessarily a requirement. There's also, like I said, the sober community online, you know, there, there's people there you probably can reach out to. Like, yes. like I said, a thousand hours dry. And then like, there's so many places you can kind of just connect if you need that little, like that just. just to chat right so there's stuff like that that helped me and I did not even though I said like I was type a and I planned I also did not like you know um come too down too hard on myself like it had to be a certain way if that makes sense because I feel like you kind of say like well this is what sober January is supposed to look like and this is what you're supposed to do and I gave myself I guess that level of grace just be like you know what there's these things I want to do. I'm going to hold myself to it, but I'm also going to leave room for like, if I want to try and explore something else, you know, and, and also just say like, I'm, I'm not and my goal is not to be perfect. It's just for me to commit to it. That's kind of like where, how I went into it. Um, so I didn't have that pressure. Cause I feel like there's this, a lot of pressure of saying like, everybody's doing this. This is how they're doing it. And I need to make sure that I'm doing the same way too. And it's not that Mm -hmm. it's really not. It's like, it's more about what makes you feel good and like figuring that out. What is really, what really makes you feel good. Um, And um, and enjoying it. And then what else? I mean, also I limited, I'll be honest. I limited a lot of my social um, interactions uh, and and just because I was Mm -hmm. like, I really want to figure me out. Um, I think like, unfortunately like I'm not saying like unfortunately because COVID sucks but I feel like this year then compared to any other year people understand if you're going to be by yourself or if you need to just you're quieter than normal I think a lot of people won't necessarily pry and even they did it's not up you don't really have to tell them unless you want to but um really just uh figuring out like the types of 
engagements and things that you're going to have to go to? Do you need to go? And if you do go, like, you have to stay there the whole time? You know, could you bring your own thing? I feel like planning, is it, what is that whole, like, planning to fail? I feel like we're just talking about, is, like, cliches all day. That's what I'm just doing. But, um, but it's, yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true. they do make sense. There's a reason they're cliches. Uh, but it's, like, stuff like that. Like, making sure if you do have to go to engagements, they're going to be around drinking or, like, birthday parties and, party, like, whatever in the new year. Just planning that for that. Cause I planned, like, I wasn't totally, I didn't be, I wasn't as social, but I did plan and I started doing like, okay, like how long can I go? How long do I want to be there for? And giving myself per, like permission or like saying like, if I don't want to be there anymore, that's, t- it's totally valid. Like, you know, there, no one's like, no one's keeping time, you know? Um, no. Exactly. You show up for 10 minutes and everybody's drunk. Everybody's like, they're not going to yeah, know if you stayed there for 10 minutes like, or two I would hours. go there beginning or whatever, really a little bit after it started. And then towards the end, no one's going to remember because if everybody's drinking, like I peace out, like no one's, no one knows. No one's ever said anything to me like, oh, I noticed you dipped out the other day. Like no one's, uh, yeah, I Irish goodbye. Like, yeah, I Irish yes, goodbye I, all the time. I'm just, no, that. goodbye. Like, you better say, like, I go around, make sure I say hi. And then and I have conversations with them who's supposed to come, like have a conversation with. And then my friends all know, like, I'm going to dip out sometime in the night. I'll catch up with you later. It's not personal. So. <laughs> totally. And anybody who takes it personally, exactly. I think, goes back to what we're saying. It's a projection. I think sometimes people are uncomfortable around sober people because they're uncomfortable with their own yes. relationship with alcohol um, and that's but my not one last our problem tip, i guess i've but, been talking is like have fun because i feel like a lot of times yes. people go into it and it's like a lot of the stress yes. and anxiety and i know i was talking about planning but it's like you can do that stuff but have fun and really just sink into it like sink into it sink into who you are sink into what you're like finding and discovering your yourself like really understanding and figuring like i like epsom salt baths i like i don't like essential oil it's like stuff like people say oh that's small stuff like to me it's like it's major because you know something definitively that you don't like you know and it's like i feel like take that time and just enjoy discovering who you are and what you really want to put out into the world and i think you know um yeah i think that's it i feel like i've been talking for a bit no well i love that i think there's so many good tips and tricks for anybody who was listening who is either already sober even you know or they're gonna try dry january so the only thing left is for well why don't you tell people Uh, where they can find uh, you if they want to (laughs) connect yeah so (laughs) i mean i know find (laughs) me on instagram um i'm at um i have a podcast that i do um it talks about like recovery in life and i just kind and i interview people you can find me there it's called getting your shit together um podcast at uh, on instagram you can find me at at getting your ish together i'm also the thursday host on a thousand hours dry the main page so you can find me there every thursday um i'm always there mm-hmm. feel free to slide into the dms either place and i will always respond um and i'm trying to think i think that's it really Yeah. I mean, I'll also put your information in the episode bio. So anybody who didn't get a chance to write that down, maybe they're driving, um, will be able to access that. 
Thank you. All for right. Well, thank me. you so much for being on today, Cynthia. I know. Thank you for having and me. And thank you for I being part of my dream team. Okay. Bye. Truly.